Hello, my fellow dreamers. Happy Monday, best day of the week. Let's go. I'm pumped to be sharing this episode with you. A little update in my life. I am currently in a hotel lobby in Washington, D.C. This time we are preparing for a huge holiday give back. The last 10 days was pretty insane. We spent it in Atlantic City doing fundraising for the tour so we can give back to a lot of people this holiday season. And the fundraising went extremely, extremely, extremely well. So if you want to keep following what we're doing on tour, my Instagram at Timmy the Dreamer or Charlie's at Charlie, um, that's where it's all going to be going down. Anyways, this interview I'm really excited to share with you. Case Kenny, I had to send him a few messages. I sent him a few DMs on Instagram, didn't reply, and eventually I got him on email, uh, which was awesome because it was one of my favorite interviews I've done to date. We talked a lot about relationships and mindfulness and kind of finding your way in this world. And I haven't talked about it a lot, but I really open up about my breakups in this interview and Case has a new book called Single is My Superpower. He also has a new mindset who dis journal. His podcast, New Mindset Who Dis, is an extremely successful podcast. Um, he's just a really cool down-to-earth dude. And the crazy thing actually about this is that I interviewed him on a Friday. And the, that weekend is when I was starting tour with Charlie. And so Case lives in Chicago. And what are the odds that I get to Chicago, I'm walking down the street, and on the street corner is standing Case Kenny? It was like one of those moments that was like, wow, you know, Chicago's a huge city, and here I am standing on the same corner as a guy I just interviewed uh, all by just chance. So, uh, you know, I feel like me and Case have formed a pretty cool relationship, and now it's fun to be able to share this interview with you guys uh, knowing all this. So expect to learn a lot about yourself from this, about relationships with yourself and others, and about how I can become more mindful and aware of guess, our just existence here on Earth, why we're here, with the end goal of just let's be more happy, let's follow our journey, and let's find ways to just really enjoy the hell out of life while we're here. So happy Monday. Enjoy this interview. I love you all. I'll see you on the other side. Fellow dream chasers out there. We got a we got a man myth legend Case Kenny on the show today. Very excited to have him. Case, how you doing, brother? I'm good. I wish more people would introduce me that way. I've been trying <laughs> to get that to stick, but people kind of make fun of me. So I appreciate that. That's great. It works better when someone else does it for you. <laughs> you know, I shouldn't have to ask. It is awkward. You have to ask someone to introduce you that way. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it, man. Well, I don't. I don't like to give my guests too big of an intro. I like them to kind of do that for themselves. So my first question is just, who is Case Kenny? Yeah, right on. Um, yeah, uh, I've always struggled with labels for that question just because I, I do a lot of different things. But I mean, I would say I'm a recording artist, uh, podcaster, if that's the more familiar term. Um, mm. But I do a lot with music, uh, mixing music and podcasting. And I'm a writer as well. I'd say between those three terms, uh, that's pretty accurate to, to who I am and kind of what I do. And, um, you know, I, I do it all towards a certain end. And that's mindfulness, which is another mm. term. Uh, it encompasses a lot of different things, but uh, I try to bring mindfulness alive in a way that's valuable, in a way that's in interesting and entertaining, uh, and most importantly, impactful. And I do that across music and podcasting uh, and writing. I love it, bro. 
You did well. You answered the first question perfectly. <laughs> uh, cool, man. Yeah. I mean, I want to dive in right away to the whole mindfulness thing, because I'm just kind of curious on your backstory is the journey as to what got you so into these ideas of mindfulness and mindset. I assume you kind of have your own personal, uh, personal journey with that. So would you mind just touching on that a bit? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the answer is pretty simple. I mean, I've never been like this guy who was into mindfulness. Never. Like I never really read self-help books. Um, don't even like that term, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. I was never one to be into like meditation or anything like that, you know, um, really, honestly. Um, but uh, call it like 2018. Uh, I was in a relationship for a long time. I got out of that relationship. Um, we, we parted ways. And I was just like, man, you know, um, I don't really know who I am anymore. I was like, so into that relationship, I kind of lost mm-hmm. sight of who Case Kenny was and is. And I was in my late 20s. Um, so kind of pivotal time for that. And I was like, man, I, I really kind of want to figure out who I am and like what I, what defines me as a man and, and all those great things. Um, and I started to realize that, uh, you know, I didn't really have a lot of answers to those questions. Mm-hmm. And that was namely because I wasn't asking myself like poignant questions. Um, and then kind of realized that, you know, the, the key to asking yourself powerful questions is this idea of mindfulness and self-development and um, self-awareness so kind of all these all these cliche terms but at that point I just I was like man I, I just kind of I want to understand who I am more so started blogging about it started um, writing about it sharing quotes and things like that on Instagram and then started the podcast as a way to challenge myself to really do it it's one thing to sit down and write a blog about confidence or self-esteem or fulfillment or dating or whatever it's another thing to sit down and like talk through it um, right. So I started doing that in 2018 with the new mindset who does podcast. And I just found it really, really valuable for me. And people were like, yo, this is dope. And I was like, wow, that's and didn't see that coming. Um, so <laughs> that honestly, that's the, like the most rich version possible, but people were like, oh, this is really cool. Like case, like you, you seem to approach this in a really non guru, non expert way. And I was like, well, yeah, because I'm not, and I literally don't know what I'm talking about, but I have a way of expressing thoughts in a simple way. And people are like, yeah, this is, this is cool. This is a vibe. So I just kept doing it. And uh, fast forward to today, it's, it's very popular. Um, you know, it's in the top 100 and I've done some, some really cool things around it. So that's the most uh, spark note version <laughs> probably get of that. Dude, I love it. It's a baller name too. I, I love that. The name, <laughs> New Mindset Who Dis. <laughs> I think it, ex- it explains what it is pretty simply. You don't have to wonder what it's about. Uh, right, right. It's important. Yeah. Um, at the time of like the breakup and pre sort of self-awareness, like what were you doing? Um, I, was, I was working uh, in uh, at an ad agency in Chicago. So, uh, you know, uh, living life, enjoying life. It wasn't like I was miserable and anything and came out and was like, man, I need to fix my life. Um, it was just, it was just a matter of like, I didn't really take the time to develop who I was, what I stood for and what I wanted of my life. Like I would just, I was in a relationship, I was working a job and I was just very focused on those things, which is great and healthy, of course, but I kind of was missing that element of defining myself first or within that context. So I kind of came out of it and was like, man, you know, I really, I really want to, you know, have something that I stand for before I, you know, work another job or get another relationship. And that's kind of how everything started. And I realized that probably the reason that's the case is I just wasn't that self-aware. Like if I had a negative emotion or something that made me anxious, I tended just to kind of bury it down rather than try to understand what it was about it. Or if I was like, man, I'm not fulfilled in my job. I was like, well, I guess it is what it is as opposed to being like, well, why is that? Or what might make me fulfilled? I just wasn't asking myself questions. That's, right. that's all mindfulness is. That's all self-development is. It's asking yourself questions. 
again and again and again mm. until you become more aware or more vulnerable um, or find clarity on what a potential answer is. So, like, it's all it is. So I've developed right. this whole kind of concept around that and voila. Voila, here we are. Um, what kind of questions do you start to ask yourself out of curiosity? You said right away you kind of just wanted to start asking yourself deeper questions. You know, what did that look like? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it was everything. I mean, a lot of my initial questions were around like dating and relationships, like got out of that relationship. I was like, why? Why was I in that relationship? Like, why? <laughs> why was I dating in the first place? Like, that's mm. a big thing. Like people like I say that a lot. Um, I, I, I always think it's funny for one that I give dating advice. It's just funny mm. to me. But people say it's helpful. So I continue to do it. But like my biggest thing is <laughs> in a, you're, you're dating, right? Well, why are you dating? And people are like, what do you mean? Why? Of course you're dating. Like you're human. You're supposed to date. Like you're supposed to find someone. You're supposed to share your life with someone. You're supposed to form a bond with someone. Like, what do you mean? Why? I'm like, those are great answers. And I, I think that is very fair, but I think your why has to be deeper than that. It's like your reason to date isn't so you're not alone. Your reason to date isn't so, you know, you, mm. you find someone you, you, you have, you enjoy spending time with. Like those are by you know side effects of that the, the reason of why you date is well it's got to be deeper than that it's like i i date to find someone who can help me make me a better person i date to, to insert mission statement here like it has to be deeper than that. So like, <laughs> it was like that kind of evolution of thinking it's like asking myself why a lot like i do these exercises with people and i created this journal concept around asking yourself like identifying something that's frustrating you and asking yourself why as many times as you can until you get to the core denominator of what that mm, is. Like sometimes yeah. people ask you like, Oh, I'm, I'm anxious. Well, why? Well, you know, I've got a, I've got a big uh, presentation coming up and then they'll leave it at that. Well, well, keep asking yourself why, well, why are you anxious? Well, you know, I, I'm nervous that I'm going to stutter and I'm not going to seem confident. Well, why? Well, it's because I'm not really confident in myself. Well, why? Well, it's because I've never, like, you can keep going into it until you find something that and root yourself in it. So like, that's my whole thing is questions, questions, questions. And as a mm. result, you get answers. And I just feel like a lot of the times people don't do that. And I certainly didn't do it before. So that's why I'm like, so leaned into the idea. Yeah. I love it. I feel like I've heard of that seven levels deep thing before where it's like, why do you want to be successful? And people say like, to make money or whatever. And then well, why do you want to do that? Well, why do you want to do that? And eventually like, Oh shit. Okay. I guess it is like this very specific, like very yes. like core thing. Yes. Why I want to be successful. Yes. That's self-awareness. That's all it is. And it's like a little bit more prodding. Um, you either. Yeah. And I understand, you know, it's not always easy to do that. Sometimes you need a little mm -hmm. bit more uh, vulnerability, which not everyone has. Sometimes you just need more um, iterations. You just need to ask yourself more. So right, right. Between yeah. the two, uh, you could really benefit yourself, certainly. That's dope. Um, another thing you mentioned that I liked, you said, like, I wanted to figure out what I stand for. Like, what did that look like? And what have you realized about what you do stand for? Yeah, I, th I think that's an evolving thing for me. I think I stand for a lot of different things. Um, I think, you know, um, I think you break it down. I mean, like, for me, I, I want to stand for, this is like the most cliche word ever, but I want to stand for empathy. Like I think empathy is the ultimate superpower, both both in how you can positively impact other people, but also for how you can just be happier in your own life. I feel like yeah. a lot of times when we stress ourselves out or we think we're falling behind or all these things, it's because we, we're lacking empathy towards ourselves and others. And then on the flip side towards others, like empathy is the ultimate um, bond 
and catalyst for being kind and loving. And those are all great values, of course. So like, that's what I stand for and, and mm. strive to stand for. Mm. Um, but I mean, it's, it's evolving, you know, next year I might be growing on, on top of that, but, um, right. you know, I think prior to kind of diving into all this, I was like, I don't know. I just want to enjoy life. And that's like such a vague, I just want to be, be happy. Like a lot of people say that and it's like, well, what makes you happy? Well, I don't know. Okay. Well, let's figure that out. Right. So, right. Right. And I feel like that trips up so many people. It's like they ask themselves these questions like, well, I don't know. And then you just kind of like walk away from it. And it's like, well, this is what we got to like, this is what we got to sit with. Right. When you're in kindergarten and you're in school, someone says, what do you want to do with your life? You say, I don't know. But then you spend your next 20 years trying to figure it out. And then you eventually, right. you know what you want to do with your life. And like, I feel like you can apply the same mindset to pretty much anything. Like, okay, I don't know, but like, I can figure it out. I'm an intelligent yeah. human being. Yeah. I never understood like, I don't know, maybe I'm stubborn or maybe I'm the outlier here, but I never understood it. Like if you voice something or you think about something that you don't know the answer to, for me, it would be unimaginable for me to be like, well, I guess I'll never know. Like even, <laughs> like, even like silly things like, oh man, I wonder what the population of uh, Nigeria is. I would never just be like, oh, I guess I'll never know. I'll go and Google it. Like, I'll find, like I can find a, an answer. Right? <laughs> um, it's, or like, I wonder how electricity is made. Just like random thoughts. Like, I'm going right. to go figure out an answer. Same with like life questions. It's the same concept. It's like, I think you need a healthy sense of stubbornness. Like, doesn't it bother you that you want to be happy, but you're not and you don't know what would make you happy? Like, you're okay with just being like, well, man, I guess it is what it is. Like, no, like, it, <laughs> why would you ever settle for that like anyway i don't know it's, it's a combination of being stubborn and having a sense of urgency about you being impatient i don't know i think i think those are great qualities yeah stubborn and being impatient uh so i don't know i, I really lean into those and it's been helpful for me dude it popped into my head the how many licks does it take to get the center of a tootsie pop have you cracked that one yet no <laughs> i never thought of it but now i now i want to know so now i know what i'm doing later <laughs> all right all right let me know oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff man um well yeah i want to i want to dive a bit into this relationship stuff i know that we touched on it before we we started to hit and record here but you know it's been a big part of my journey i haven't really talked about it at all but i, I had a pretty tough breakup and then i ended up going to live in thailand for six months in my life and met someone else and then that led to another breakup and it led me to that point where I really wanted to just explore who I was and figure out my shit. And I know your new book, uh, single is your superpower. is kind of all about yeah. figuring your, you know, your soul out first, who you are first, and then going to find, you know, your soulmate. Uh, I believe that's the wording you use. And so can you just touch on, you know, how you came to this epiphany of like step one is find your soul. Step two is find your soulmate and kind of what that means to you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tried to use the most relatable millennial terms possible. So the other, <laughs> the other, the other term was uh, catch feelings for yourself. Um, and that's the whole vibe. It's like, <clears throat> obviously it's cliche to say, you know, you can't love someone else until you love yourself. Like I, I, yeah, I agree. Everyone knows that. I, and I agree. The whole idea of find your soul, find your soulmate is if you're one, not healing from past trauma, or at least understanding past trauma, if you're not fully clear on what you want, or at least the values that you want, you're never going to find that other person. I mean, it's a crapshoot. Like you're, you're mm. just, it's going to be, you're going to be at the mercy of the universe. And intrinsically love relationships. It is random. There is no rhyme or reason to it. Like you cannot mm. predict it. There's no game plan. There's no blueprint, <laughs> but, in a, but in a sense, there are certain things that are really going to help you. Like, right. okay, I take that back. A game plan. A game plan simply is, here's what I want to accomplish and here's what I'm looking for. 
that's going to guide you so much better than just swiping on apps and hoping, oh, this person looks cool, I'll go out. And then you end up going on two dates and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess, you know, whatever, four dates. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like you don't, you're lost again. So like the whole concept for me is really drilling down on what is important to you, like really important to you. Not just like, I need someone who's funny and blah, 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 like intrinsically the why that I referenced earlier. Right. Right. And then two, like, uh, I, I taught, there's a whole chapter in the book. I called it your hoe phase where it's like, <laughs> you should go out and be a hoe, not like sexually necessarily, but you do you it's, you've got to get reps in, like, you've got to get experience. Like it always drives me crazy when people are like, I'm like, Hey, what are red flags? And they're like, well, it's this, that, and the other. I'm like, yo, that's wow. What a great list. Like, how did you come up with those? Well, I read about them. I saw a quote on them. I'm like, I'm like, I respect that you have these ideas, but until you live it yourself, how do you know if that's true for you? Like mm-hmm. you really don't. So like the ultimate uh, catalyst for empowerment is, is experience. And yeah, sometimes the experiences might suck, but like the whole thing of like people being like, I'm just going to be single and I really want a partner, but I'm going to sit in my, my apartment and wait for him to burst through the wall. Like the Kool-Aid man, like that's just, it's just not going to happen. Like you've got to get out there and you've got to get, reps in so like yeah the whole the whole book is based on um you know diving into who you are what you want what you deserve what you're looking for your vision so that you can go out and obviously uh, find it and react to what you're living as you do and some of that might sound obvious like i say the majority of things that i say people are like yeah it's not that earth shattering but it's so simple in the way that you did it and it's a reminder that we needed and that's that's the whole idea yeah Bro, that's just life. Like all the advice that anybody gives is like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But like whatever reason on a certain day, it hits you like super hard. And you're like, why did like this idea of like flossing in the morning, like just hit me like, oh, this is important. You know, like yeah, whatever yeah. it is, whatever yeah, it is. Exactly. That's why like, yeah, for me, it's like, I, I am fine saying something a hundred times because maybe it was that hundredth time for someone that it finally clicked. So I'm all about it. So yeah. I'll, I'll do it. And it, for me, like I'm a simple dude. Like I know what I should do and what I shouldn't do, but I don't do it all the time because I'm human and that's not how humans are wired. So I need, right. I need to remind myself of these things. So yeah, that was the whole idea with the, the concept. Right. Right. And I feel like, you know, going beyond just like a romantic relationship, at least in my life, when I'm thinking about the last two years, like the more you figure out who you are, it seems like you attract more of like, even just like friends, or if you want to call them business partners or whatever, but that energy that you want to be around, I feel like it extends beyond just like a romantic relationship. It kind of goes into like all your relationships. Absolutely, man. I mean, I just did an episode on the law of attraction and normally I'm like, Oh God, law of attraction. We're going to start talking about vibrations and manifesting and all these things that to be honest, I just, I don't understand uh, <laughs> but, I mean, but law of attraction is, is for sure real because it's a human thing. Like right. for me, it's like law of attraction when it comes to other people or circumstances or whatever it is you want, like you're not attracting a specific thing, right? You're attracting a value. Like when you believe in a, when you have a truth that you believe in, when you have a Mm. value that you believe in, you're going to notice it more often. And that is attraction. And when you notice it more often, you believe in it, you see it as proof of what is possible. And then you yourself reflect that value. And then in you reflecting it, you literally attract those other people because like attracts like, like I'm really big about this idea and it's, it's very much applicable to relationships, right? That, you know, Mm. pick a, pick a value that you want. Like if, if you, and believe in it, like I talk a lot about this, people are like, 
people come to these really negative interpretations of life. Let's say they go through some bad relationships, right? I'm like, man, that sucks. I'm, I'm sorry for you. But their conclusion is, you know, all men are, are F boys and all women <laughs> are gold diggers and they all suck, right? They, they come up with these wide sweeping assumptions. I'm like, man, first of all, who hurt you? I'm sorry. Um, but let's, let's not go that route because the second you do that, that's what you're going to attract. And when I say attract, it's not necessarily literally attract. It's, that's going to be the lens through which you look at life. But if you say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suspend my disbelief for a second because I'm hurt or whatever. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose to say, I believe that there are kind, empathetic, well-intentioned people out there in the world. Mm. Let's just try that belief. And I'm going to believe it. I'm really going to believe it. What's going to happen is you're going to notice it. You're going to see that your couple friend, they're both that way. And that's amazing. You're going to meet someone who's that way. And that's amazing. And you might not find mm. success with that person, but you're going to be like, wow, you know what? That's actually true. And that's a proof point that this is possible. Therefore, I myself, I am going to work to reflect those same values. I am going to be kind and empathetic and well-intentioned. And when that happens, that's when the real attraction starts. Because if you're, if you're kind and well-intentioned, I really believe that you're going to attract kind and well-intentioned other people. Hmm. But it, start, it has to start with you. So you can't just believe in it and hope that it appears to you. You have to start it and then it, it kind of goes in that circle. Like to me, that's the whole idea of law of attraction. It's belief in an idea and then it's that idea that gets you the person or the thing that you want. Right, right. If you believe that everyone is just a bad person, then what's your motive to be a good person, right? Like what's, exactly. what's the standard you're holding yourself to really? Well, that's exactly it, man. Well said. Yeah. I mean, you have to incentivize yourself to live a truth. And it's not always easy because we're all, we're all selfish. Like no matter how selfless we want to be, we're all acting out of our own, um, you know, our own protection and our own, uh, the things that we want. But you, you've got to find a way to uh, change yourself. When you change yourself, that's how you can get what you want mm. out of the universe. Like, I really, really believe that. Like, um, like, I don't know, like, even for like, I we're now we're devolving into talking about the law of attraction, but like it applies (laughs) so much. So like, even for podcasting, like I did an episode on this. I was like, you know, law of attraction, people would be like, okay, case, I want to be a big podcaster. So um, law of attraction to me is I sit down and I visualize what it's like to be a big podcaster, right? I sit down and I picture having millions of subscribers and you know, sponsored deals and all these great things. I'm visualizing it. I'm attracting it. The universe will conform to me. I'm like, no, like it's, that's a cool exercise. Like I I appreciate exercises like that, where you actually try to put yourself in in the shoes of who you want to be. But I was like, let's back it up. What is the truth behind that visualization? Well, for me, it's like, in order to be a successful podcaster, I have to believe in a truth that is going to attract that success. And for me, that truth is, um, call it uh, selflessness or karma or value, right? I have to believe that those things are what get me to success. And the second mm-hmm. that I start believing in, um, let's, let's call it selflessness. The second I start believing in that as the catalyst for success, that's when I start noticing it in other podcasters. Like I'll notice it um, on like, I don't know, uh, armchair expert or Joe wrote whatever. Like I'll notice it in people that are already massively successful in their trades. And I'm like, wow, you know, there it is. Proof point that that is the truth behind their success. And then I start mm. to reflect it. And when I start to reflect it, that's what gets me there. So it's all about, to me, the law of attraction is all about belief in a truth, not mm. visualizing an outcome 
or a what it's the why. And when you believe mm-hmm. in the why, that's when you, you get that outcome. So I'll stop talking about the law of attraction. <laughs> I'm, I'm really, I'm really passionate about it because I feel like, again, that's this idea of you got to go a layer deeper than the, the, the surface. The- yeah, bro. Absolutely. No, the floor is yours, bro. We can talk whatever we want. Uh, no, I love it. I mean, my takeaway is just that idea of like, yeah, it's cool to visualize the, the destination, but like, what is the truth that you can strive for right now? Like, what are those internal things, whether it be selflessness or empathy or, or courage or give, whatever it is, like, what are those things that you can just be and now and try to strive for now and look for now? Because that's, those are things that remain. The external things can, can vary and float around and, and really yeah. be different. Yeah, I think so, man. Like, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a business person. Like I break things down practically. I'm like, well, also that means I've got to produce two episodes and I need these many followers and these many listens, but it's like anything in life when it comes to success, mm-hmm. whether that's as an artist, as a podcaster, as a whatever, or an, an athlete, it's like, it, ha- it has to be a more human truth to it. Like there, it has to be, it's right. gotta be a belief in something that that's what's going to push you to be able to do those little things. So I would just encourage people, yeah, to, to think, uh, more elemental, more human than some of the more like tactical things we tend to do. Right. It really does change kind of how you approach life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it applies to everything. Like on this podcast, I talk a lot about the idea of like trying to pursue a mission rather than like a single thing, because so many young kids are concerned about like, well, I tried this and it didn't work. So like, that's it. It's like, no, bro. Like you got to try like 30 things within like the lens of like, here's the bigger truth or the bigger thing I'm trying to get out of the bigger problem I'm trying to solve. Cause like one little thing that doesn't work is just, that's just like a, a data point. Like, okay, that didn't work. Like yeah. now we got to keep going forward. And so I think it applies to literally anything in life of like strive for those internal things. And then again, practically you have to obviously set up what the external looks like, but it's not necessarily the end, the end goal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you need some kind of North star, attached to which are different different paths like mm. you've got you've got to have something that grounds you and then from there you can be like all right i'll try this oh that didn't work no biggie i'll try this because it's still attached to that mission you keep trying it until you you find something i mean i went through so many variations of kind of what i've tried to accomplish over the years and ultimately landed on podcasting that's mm. what enables me to live that truth effectively um and successfully so like yeah you, what you said is so true yeah. I love it, bro. Let's jump into the mindfulness aspect for those out there who don't know a ton about it. Like, can you just give me a little mindfulness one-on-one and kind of what, what that word even means? It's a pretty big buzzword. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, to be honest, I don't, I don't even know what it means to me, all it, <laughs> to me, to me, all it means is it, well, I mean, intrinsically it means bringing your mind and your body to the same place, right? It means being present in a moment in your mind. Um, but for me, like, like everything we just described is mindfulness. My, all mindfulness is, is self-awareness. That's, mm-hmm. that's all it is. That's literally mm-hmm. all it is. So, and to be self-aware, you have to ask yourself questions. So, I mean, you could literally say that mindfulness is the art and practice of asking yourself vulnerable questions. Like mm-hmm. to me, that's all it is. And that can take different forms for different people, right? Mindfulness for someone could be silent meditation where you just sit and you observe and you feel and you let your brain take you to where it wants to go. That doesn't work for me because if I do that, it'll take me to thinking about random YouTube videos <laughs> that I watch, right? It's just not going to work for me. So like yeah. for me, I need some kind of structure, some kind of guardrails, mm. but ultimately 
regardless, it's, it's self-awareness, self-awareness, mm-hmm. self-awareness, everything that we just described, I would say is, is self-awareness. Yeah. And what is, what is like your practice look like? If you don't like the whole traditional sit down, close your eyes, <laughs> take deep breaths. <laughs> what do you do? Well, yeah. So, I mean, besides journaling, um, and like walk, like long walks and like working out and things like that, um, mm. that have aspects of it. My, my biggest thing that I've kind of hanging my hat on is I create these dance music guided meditations where I partner up with DJs and producers and we create really upbeat EDM house music, um, experiences where I overlay my audio of mindfulness topics with their upbeat dance music. And for me, dance music, mm um, house music, progressive house, feature house, like that kind of high BPM music has always put me in just such an interesting mind frame where I'm just like super vulnerable. Um, and Mm. it feels, it feels amazing. So to me, like that's what works really well. And that's why I started to create those episodes, but it's whatever works for you. Some people seated meditation works, other people staring at a wall works, other people, (laughs) I don't know, painting works, other people, it's getting drinks with a friend and being vulnerable, but not everyone works that way. So uh, it's all about whatever inspires mm. you to be vulnerable with mm. yourself and to do that at a level where you don't quit until you, you know, discover something as truth about yourself through, you know, question and answering. Yeah. Yeah. So basically whatever, whatever lens you can dive into yourself and allows you to do that. Like that's, that's kind of the idea. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone's journey is different. That's why like, I'm not really big on trying to give like sweeping advice because everyone right. is different. It doesn't work for everyone, but I think the truths are the same. Like right. ultimately the truth that you're trying to get at is self-awareness is how you get there is up to you based on your quirks and your habits, <laughs> and your, your preferences. But for me, it's just, I need some banging house music and it's done. <laughs> I love Where? that, dude. I love that. Um, I know a part of like starting to look inward is you got to start to face some like your emotions, right? All the shit that humans feel on a daily basis. And I feel like we tend to run away from a lot of those things. I'm curious, like in your own experience, like what did it look like to start being able to just sit with some of these emotions that we feel, whether it's anxiety or anger or jealousy or, you know, these things that most people want to kind of ignore, but are maybe important to kind of tap into. Yeah. I mean, I think they're essential to tap into whether it's like, you don't like thinking about your past because you disappointed yourself or whether you aren't comfortable in the present because you feel anxious. I think the biggest thing that I like to center my, um, myself on is this idea that, you know, we like to ignore things that make us uncomfortable, uh, mm. particularly the times where we messed up, um, the times where we feel like we're not um, where we're supposed to be. We feel lost and so on and so forth. There's a quote that's like, um, if you erase the mistakes of your past, you erase the wisdom of the present. And it's the, it's the same in the present, mm. man. Like if you try to be like, I don't want to be anxious. I just don't want to be anxious. Like mm. I get that desire, but there are truths behind anxiousness that when you identify them and you quote fix them in a way, that's how you up level. It's the same thing. Like if you weren't like for you and your relationship example, or for me and my relationship example, I would love in all honesty, I would love to go back and erase that. That sucked. That was a horrible feeling. And I feel like I wasted three years of my life. Right. But if I erase that, I would erase all the wisdom I have right now, which is knowing what I want, knowing the red flags I have, knowing my value, knowing all these things. So like, it's the same way with your feelings. Like when you ignore them, you're ignoring the wisdom that you have and will have, and you need that. And you know, you need that. So it takes a little bit of vulnerability with yourself to say, Hey, this sucks, but I need it. It's the same like with working out, like when it burns and it hurts, you know, and 
you you're you're an athlete or you're a jock like you know the value in it right you're like you're like hell yeah like i got the burn like this is great it's the same way with your emotions like you should Hmm. i'm not saying you should want it you should should understand that you shouldn't be like oh it hurts so good i'm so anxious hell yeah (laughs) you should should appreciate it again because you erase the past mistakes you erase your present wisdom and it's the same with your future you erase your present mistakes you erase your future wisdom so i'm i'm big on that idea right right it's like you know you know a better future is coming because like you said when you work out right it's like i'm not just this isn't necessarily painful because i know that whatever discomfort i'm going through is leading me somewhere greater and when when you always look back at your past like you said all the shit you went through like you just kind of what built you like i don't think i would be here today talking to you if i didn't go through the stuff i went through so it's it's exactly the circle of life you think about like if all your wishes were ever granted and you could avoid any hardship, any mistake, any bad relationship, you would be the most wildly lost and disconnected (laughs) blob of a human being. Like you would be useless. So like I, again, I'm human. So I say this and I do other things all the time, but I'm grounded and I come back to this a lot. Like when I want to wish away pain, when I want to wish away disappointment, rejection and so on and so forth, I, I recognize that doing that is incredibly nearsighted and it's not going to build me into the man that I want to be. That Mm. takes a lot of vulnerability. Again, I'm very human, so it's not always easy, but that idea, as long as you can come back to it and you're aware of it, I think will be really helpful in that sense. Right. That is the end goal. Um, Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know if you saw the Bloomberg report the other day, but something insane, I believe the exact number was 74.9% of kids right now, 18 to 24 are struggling like at least one mental health or anxiety sort of issue. So especially in the COVID world, like this is a very, very hot topic. And I know you don't love to get like give sweeping statements, but imagine if you had like these four kids just sitting in your apartment with you right now, like, would this be the kind of thing that you're telling them? Or what would you, what would you kind of generally try to say, Hey guys, like, this is what I try to do. This, this might give you some good guidance on just how to sit with this anxiety and how to kind of get through this weird time we're still kind of going through. Yeah. I mean, I think for that, I always come back to a truth that I talk a lot about because I find that in my life, a lot of my anxiousness, a lot of my feelings of being lost or behind um, or any negative emotion, it comes from the very human um, tendency to compare ourselves to other people. And particularly in the age of social media, we're constantly comparing ourselves. Personally, I don't like the idea that you know social media, we're, we're addicted and we don't realize it. I don't really vibe with that. But I, but I will say there is a mindset to help combat that. And it's this idea that once you recognize that there's no right way to live your life, to be successful, to date, to whatever, it really sets mm. yourself free. And there's a, a subtext of that that I talk a lot about the podcast. And I say that the truth is as following. There's no right way to live your life, but there is a wrong way. And the wrong way is to think that there's a right way, <laughs> Right. And I think that's so true because anytime that I feel anxious, it's because I look out over Chicago and I see a happy couple and I'm like, man, they know the right way. And I don't, I'm such an idiot. Or I look at my favorite podcaster and I'm like, man, he knows the right way to be successful. And I don't, therefore I am an idiot. Hmm. And so on. And so uh, that person, like that person is so attractive and in great shape, but I'm not, that person knows the right way. And I don't like, it just, it puts yourself in a corner so quickly when you do that, that it's no wonder that we're anxious. Like I don't blame people for being anxious when that's the thought process. But I think once you can break free of that, 
it, it really does Im- immense things for you. And like, I, mm. and it's one thing to believe that it's another thing to like really validate it. But like, I look at my life, I get validated all the time. It's like, I make a living from taking pictures of my feet and posting quotes <laughs> and then hopping on a mic and talking about my feelings. Like there is no way that I would have thought that that is the right way to do something. No way, but it is the right way for me. And you can apply that to anything. Not, I'm not just talking about success and hobbies and creative outlets, like anything, dating, whatever, like how you date is how you date. And that is the right way. How someone mm-hmm. else dates is their right way. There is no mm-hmm. right way. And I think we need to realize that when we stop observing other people and understanding that on social media, for example, when people post something that they like about themselves, they're portraying that as the right way, but that's their right way. It doesn't need to be your right way. So you don't need to put yourself in that corner where you start feeling that you're falling behind and so on and so forth. Mm, Right. Right. Yeah, dude. I mean, I feel like I noticed that so much while I was at school. I went to university of Wisconsin, Madison, by the way. So just, just down the road from you, but Uh, you know, everyone, especially in the business school was trying to sort of live to this standard of this is how we should be doing things. But as you start to talk to everybody, it's like no one on their own, like is that standard. And so we're all trying to like conform to this, like, here's how we should be living our lives. But individually, like nobody is that. So it's, it's kind of like, we're all disconnected from our own truth because we're trying to live this truth that is sort of, sort of made up by society or school or whatever you want to call it. (laughs) And tapping out of that for me, like, was like the big moment of like, okay, now I can actually go figure out like what the hell I want to do, which was, which was massive. Yeah. 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 It's like, no wonder we're frustrated when we can't find this elusive thing that doesn't exist in the first place. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's well said. Yeah. I mean, I think like, yeah, you could break down so many aspects of your life and prove this to be true. I think you just need to have the vulnerability to do it or try to do it. Hmm. Yeah. And I know like your own journey has evolved, right? I feel like there's not like something that you figure out and then it's just like, yep, okay, I got it now. Like running my own truth. Like how have you handled kind of the evolutions of your journey? Because then we talked before too about how you rebranded some things and things have changed. Like what does that evolution look like and how are you going to look at it like going forward from here on out? Well, yeah, even like, like I've been humbled to have the podcast do really, really well. But even as part of that, my vision was, okay, well, what is the right way? Well, the right way is you, you become popular. Uh, people trust your word and then you get a book deal. Uh, you get picked up by a big pub publisher house and then you go nuts. Um, but I've proven that to be so not true. Like I self-publish and I've sold at this point uh, in like four months, almost like 60,000 copies of my own book with no representation whatsoever. Let's like go. Everyone, it's, it's crazy. And I say that not, not to boast. I say that to prove what's possible on your own. And every part of that I learned, I learned, had to learn everything about the business, the mm-hmm. writing, the logistics, the, the shipping, the fulfillment, all those nasty little things that I assumed that I, is not the right way to do it. So, I mean, yeah, for me, like still my evolution of what I want to accomplish is still, I think in its infancy in a sense, but like I have just mm. smashed down the walls on what I assumed was the right way to do things. Um, and I've got some, some cool things planned that I think are going to make that even more clear, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a constant evolution for me. Like I used to think, I used to think, for example, that to be successful, I had to be like this businessman and I had to have employees and all these things. And now it's like, yeah, I could be a one man machine. Like there's no need for that. Like there, Mm. there are no, you know, 
guardrails on, on what you want to create. And, and, you know, I don't want to go down the business path of talking about this, but it just become really clear in, in my business life that that, that is the truth. And same mm. on like intrinsically, on like what I'm motivated to do. Like I am more motivated now to talk about my feelings than ever before. And I get clowned on sometimes people are like, yo, that's cheesy. Like, man, you like, that's like feminine. Like I post lots of colors. I do it on purpose. But like I, some, some people judge me. Like I've even had friends who like clown on me and stuff. And I'm like, man, like, that's just like, again, that's, that's you assuming what is the right way and the wrong way. Like to me, like, this mm. is the right way. I'm just going to freaking rock it out. And it helps. <laughs> and I don't care. I like pink. I think it's a cool color. I don't, I don't care. Like, <laughs> stuff like that. I've just learned a lot, man. I've learned a lot. Yeah, no, I love it, dude. And I, I feel like this all kind of wraps into mindfulness, this idea of like, for me, what's been huge about mindfulness is like just the constant check-in. Like I feel like a lot of people and entrepreneurs and whatever, it's like, yeah, I got to the top somewhere and I wasn't happy. And it's like, I feel like if you can check in with yourself, like all the time, like every single day, it allows you to avoid that. Like, I'm going to pursue, like, I'm like thinking about, okay, I'm in college right now. I'm 20 years old. I'm going to build this crazy business. I work on it for 15 years. It happens. Then I'm like, wait, I don't like my life. Like this isn't where I want it to be. And so like, I feel like mindfulness for me, like that's been the big thing of like, okay, yeah, I'm not this crazy, you know, successful dude yet, but I'm at least like knowing that I'm constantly touching in, like going where I want to go because I'm like willing to kind of look in and be vulnerable and say, all right, what kind of micro adjustments do I have to make along the way to get to that place where I'm going to be like happy and and healthy and, you know, doing good stuff. I love that, man. I love that because I mean, that's such a truth because when you do that, I don't think you'll ever have anything to regret. Like my whole mission statement Mm. for myself and others is to help minimize regret. And I think the only time where we truly regret things in life is where we put our blinders on and we don't practice self-awareness for long periods of time. Right. So like that would be being in a relationship, you know, is bad for you, but refusing to practice mindfulness and ask yourself why. And then you hop out of it. You're like, I truly regret that. And then of course you can learn from it, but like, right. Right. If you were doing what you just described and doing those constant check-ins, like that would not be the case. And it's the same with job fulfillment and character Mm -hmm. development. Like the more frequently you practice these things, like I think Mm -hmm. you're, you're totally going to minimize regret. And I Mm -hmm. I think that's great. So yeah. And again, to your point, like we're human, like even if you are aware, like sometimes you're still going to like, you're still going to mess it up and like, you're still going to like do some things wrong. And that's just, that's just life. That's just what happens. But, but then you can eventually, if you have that mindset, I feel like you kind of like, all right, I know I screwed up there. I know I didn't do it right. But like, now I'm going to like, you know, it, it's, it's not like a per- perfect process, but you know. Yeah, it definitely isn't. Yeah. I, I always think it's funny too. People like text me and, and I give my number out and things like that. And people are like, I think people assume that I, because I give what sounds like great advice that I live it every <laughs> single day, but I, I really don't. And I think if I did, that would be, if I claimed I did, that would be disingenuous. Mm. If I actually did, I don't know what kind of life that would be. Like it seems boring for one. Um, mm. So like, yeah. So, I mean, it, yeah. yeah. So it, like in, imperfection is a great catalyst for change as well. So don't beat yourself up. If you, you're listening to this and being like, I can never live up to the standard you guys are talking about. Like, I don't think you should want to, like you, you need yeah. to make those mistakes. So that's grounding as well. Yeah, for sure, dude. And like I do. It's lo- like a hall pass, hall pass. For <laughs> up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is, we're talking about big concepts here, but we both, we both know that this is not like as easy to always live out as it is to talk about. <laughs> um, I love, I love the minimize regret mission too, man. I feel like I always think about 
like this guiding guiding question I ask myself. And as corny as it sounds, it is like if I died tomorrow, like would I be cool with that? Like would I would I just be okay with that? And again, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you see people on their deathbed, what do they regret? It's like, how can you avoid that? Well, like just touch in with that question all the freaking time. And then you're going to avoid being 90 years old on your deathbed and regretting X, Y, and Z and not having done that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I I think about that all the time, man. Uh, Maybe I'm just more morbid, but like, (laughs) it's like everyone should ask themselves that question and they should take out the part of the equation that would be like, well, no, because I have so much more I want to accomplish. Well, everyone, of course, everyone's got more in the tank. It's what do you do with, what you already spent of the tank, right? It's what did you already do? <laughs> yeah. Like that, and that's the biggest thing. And if, if you're like, I'm not proud of it, that's fine. Don't beat yourself up. Don't, don't go into that, that uh, I didn't find the right way mode. Just know that there's, there's a change for that. And mm. it looks different to every person. It doesn't, you know, being proud of yourself doesn't mean you made a hundred thousand dollars in a year. It doesn't mean you're, you dated a 10 out of 10. It doesn't mean you, you finally married someone. It can mean something totally different to you. You yeah. just kind of establish what that is. Yeah. I love it, dude. All right. I got a question that I ask every single guest. Um, and it was inspired by the kind of university thing, which when I was a senior and I kind of had my own awakening here and started going on my journey due to just me feeling a lot of anxiety around, I think, again, what we talked about, not following my own path and not really diving into what that looked like for me. And this idea of the American dream became interesting to me because I was like, okay, like this seems to be the standard of, you know, go to college, nine to five, married kids, retired at 65. And I was like, okay, well, what, what was the, the original concept behind the American dream? And so I Googled it because Google is the almighty, you know, source of knowledge in the world. And I found a pretty cool definition. So I'm going to read it to you and then I'm going to ask you a question. Sound good? Okay. Yep. Okay. So almighty Google says that the American dream is the belief that anyone, regardless of where they were born or what class they were born into, can attain their own version of success. And the part that stuck out to me was the end, which is their own version of success, which means that the American dream is not this standardized concept. It is an individualized thing that you can take hold of and do as you please with. And so my, my question for you, Case, is what do you think your version of success is, at least right now in your journey? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'd say right now it's, and again, I, I say this not to sound cool, but like my, my, version of success is I just, I just literally want to be helpful. That that's all it is. Like mm. I, I get goosebumps every time I open Instagram and I see the DMS or my text and people are like, you changed this about me. You inspired me to do this. Like there's no more fulfilling way than for someone to confirm that you've been helpful for them. So mm. that's all I want. And I say that as a starting point because I know as an entrepreneur that being helpful is what begets money and freedom and the things that as a human I want, but at a ground level, it's, it's being helpful. Being helpful is what forms connection. Being helpful, of course, is what, uh, it leads to impact. So that's all I want to be. People might, the synonyms would be, I want to be impactful, but helpful to me is just a simple way. I just want to be helpful. I just want to help people out. So I want to do. I love it, man. I love it. Um, I want to give you like a minute or two just to touch on I know you have two books out right now, the 60 day new mindset journal and the single your superpower. Do you want to just touch on those for a couple minutes here, just so the audience, if they're interested in all the stuff we talked about, can maybe dive in a bit deeper on their own time. Yeah, sure. A little plug. Love it. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can go to new mindset, who mouthful. 
<laughs> yeah, I have the journal there. It's a 60 day journal, uh, 10, 10 minutes a day. You can do it any time of day. I designed it to be this really cool mix of prompted and unprompted journaling because I found that most journals, I own dozens of them, are either too prompted. It requires you to basically do the Pythagorean theorem every day, <laughs> or it's a blank sheet of paper. That's like, just talk dude. And none of those work for me. So I combine the two um, and people seem to really, really dig it. And then also, yeah, singles are superpower. We, we talked a lot about it, but it's mm-hmm. that concept, um, less exercises. It's uh, 12 chapters of my perspective, plus um, a bunch of exercises, each chapter um, that help kind of guide you to form your own opinion on, on those topics. So, yeah. It's on new mindset, Check it out. It love up. it, love it, bro. Um, all right, final final question. Just based on everything we talked about today, like, would you have any sort of closing message? Anything that kind of really stuck out to you that you'd want to leave with? You know, again, the high school, college, recent graduate sort of sort of people out there trying to find their way in this crazy world. Yeah, I mean, I think that last sentence is exactly it. I think it, it plays into what we're just describing. Like, you have to figure out what your truth is for you, and that only comes through experience. So just because someone else seemingly has their truth figured out, just because you're told what your truth should be, it doesn't mean you're falling behind. It just means you haven't bumped into what's important to you. But the important thing to realize is you have to figure that out yourself. You have to put yourself in situations to find out the hard way. You have to put yourself in situations where you're going to look stupid or get rejected um, or get knocked down a couple pegs. But that's the ultimate. That's the mm-hmm. those past mistakes that are going to give you future wisdom and you need that future wisdom. And the faster you do it, the faster you're going to develop. So uh, if, if it's, if your desire is, I want to be the happiest person I can in my life, well then this is going to sound weird. Then be the saddest person, be the most rejected person you can because as fast as you can, because that's, what's going to lead you to that point, right? Mm-hmm. You just, you need those experiences. You need that perspective. That's all it is. It's all perspective, self-awareness, mindfulness. It's all about perspective. Uh, and you get that through experiences and then you get it through asking yourself what those experiences mean to you. So that's what it's all about. Dreamers. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the show. It was fun getting vulnerable with you all and talking more about my struggles with relationships and having just, you know, two dudes sitting down and talking about their feelings, which doesn't happen a ton in life. But I felt like this is a very authentic and real conversation. And I hope that you learned something about, you know, how you can take this knowledge and go forward on your journey and be a better person for it. And so the really big thing that I feel like we can take away from this episode is just becoming very aware of your experience and mindful around why you do what you do, what's happening to you, and really becoming in tune with those things because then you can constantly be tweaking as you go along your journey and understanding where it is that you're meant to go, what it is you're meant to do, why you're here, who you're supposed to serve, and all these important questions that we want to answer for ourselves in life. So with that being said, I hope you are all doing well. I hope that life is treating you good, and if it's not, Remember to learn something from it, but I'll always be here to talk. I'll always be here for you guys. I always give you my number, 612-710-4605. As always, feel free to text me, um, say what's up. I'm here for y'all because I love y'all. So go out there, make those dreams a reality, and I will see you next Monday.